circle song called Earth and Ether by Elise Plant, Katie Grimm, Nicolette Dixon, and me, Ben Weber. I'm uh, getting packed up. I'm getting ready to leave Whitefish Bay, Wisconsin. My rash has cleared up. Thank you for all of your good vibes and healing light that you sent along. Much appreciated. I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, you know, uh, Happy to be going back. It was a successful trip. I I had some good conversations with my parents. And I saw four of my boyhood friends, which was uh, a true gift. Uh, Daniel, you know, we've known each other since kindergarten. We did a a cozy zone. We just did it at Collectivo. That's going to be coming out in a, a few months. Really, really super excited about that. I'm I'm really grateful for the way you you listen so openly to me. Um you know you're really ready for for anything that that uh, comes out of my mouth uh and you are so sweet about it. Um and something that I I really appreciate too is you you seem to like just dig your heels into joy and all of the gifts that uh pervades life, you know. So, uh, you know, you really, you're really just sort of hanging on to it, uh, so that we all don't need to slip into this potential despair, you know, that, that is, is infecting reality. So I, I'm really grateful for your optimism, for your joy, for your acknowledgement of all of the, the positivity that is around us. So thank you for that. You made delicious souf ganiot. Uh, those are fried jelly donuts. You eat those uh, during Thanksgiving, not Thanksgiving. Hanukkah, the Jewish Thanksgiving. It's not really the Jewish Thanksgiving. It's like the Jewish, uh, I don't know, like Veterans Day. Uh, 
yeah, anyway, they're delicious. And you made some glug, which is Swedish mulled wine. I love you so much. I'm really grateful I got to see you. Joseph, Joseph, you are looking very handsome. Um, all, you know, you're put together, you're suave, you're debonair. Uh, I'm always impressed by your resilience. You are a tough mother. Uh, and it is, it is, uh, really a testament to, I don't know, you, the, the stuff that you are made of. And I, it gives me a lot of strength to watch your strength. Um, I'm really grateful for your kindness and your humor and your wisdom I'm really glad we saw Rogue One together on Christmas, and then we went to that Shorewood bar afterwards, and we did some pretty good flirting. Uh, I was impressed with both myself and you. I really, you know, really kept it going, uh, even though I feel like I hadn't bathed in a while and I smelled like latkes. Uh, you know, there was a pre- some pretty good banter happening, so well done. Um I'm really happy we got to hang, and you made me laugh so, so much. Uh, it's important that I put on the record uh, just how much you inspire my comedy self and have really given me a lot of fire uh, to bring back with me to New York, um, uh, where you know that fire is... All they want to do is extinguish fire in New York. You know what I mean? Uh, sometimes it, it can catch on some trash and create a beautiful blaze. But anyway, thank you for the fire, Joe. I love you. Dr. Stu, it was amazing to see you and your your cute self and your beautiful family. You are you are always just so generous, you know, with your time and your love and your willingness to just sort of sit back and watch me reckon with all my feelings. You're very soothing and comforting. You're very strong. Uh you you know, you are pretty unflappable. Um, you manage so many like bafflingly difficult things like being a, a pediatric cardiologist and the father of twins and a graceful stepfather and a husband. You know, I, I am, I'm so glad I got to spend time with you at home uh, and hang out with Trista and Easton and Asher and Beckham. Beautiful, beautiful people in your life. Uh, lots of blessings, lots of gifts, Do I love you. And Aaron, thanks for making the time and holding space for some really beautiful and very vulnerable conversations. You know, I, I'm, I'm sort of sitting here feeling awakened and inspired and ready to tackle all of the life that lies ahead of me. Uh, and I'm really glad that knowing you means that I get to spend time with Liz and get to know her more and listen to her, her counsel and her wisdom. I'm really excited for the new addition to your family coming soon. Wishing you a lot of love and luck and blessings you're great. Uh, and of course, please, the older generations, Sally and David, Mom and Dad, Marilyn and Rob, Howard, Sue and Art, Kate and Chip, I'm grateful for you and your love uh, and that you have raised children who have been friends for most of my conscious life, which is uh, a really, really big gift. Everybody, thank you for being part of my family. It means a lot. Uh, and I am grateful for it. And it's really, really great. Uh, and so it is with this Wisconsin warmth that I happily present to you the next installment of Elise Plant's Cozy Zone. Um, a quick note, neither of us could remember uh, the name of Scott Walker, the current governor of Wisconsin. Governor Walker, uh, my apologies for uh, this forgetfulness. The mind sometimes blocks out traumatic things. So uh, forgive me. And so without further ado, please enjoy... Cozy Zone with Ben Weber, episode 52, Elise Plant at the Brooklyn 
whole health office side D. What are you proud of? What do you hold on to? Yeah, well, I think the cheese, the beer. I think I get a kick out of when people in New York hear I'm from Wisconsin, they think I'm from a farm. <laughs> um, and, you know, I happen to be from a very, you know, very not farm, not farm, affluent, white, suburban neighborhood, very far from farms near the lake. Um, farms are close. Like, I love farms. Yeah. But I, I don't have, like, I can't say I have a connection to a farm. Yeah. Um, I'm not proud. I'm proud of Russ Feingold. I'm a fan of Russ. I always love me some Russ Feingold. Yeah. Uh, who the fuck do we have now? Who's that fucking guy? Paul Ryan? No, Paul Ryan, but also, but the governor. Oh, I don't know. Hold on. He's some asshole. Paul Ryan, of course, is an asshole, but the uh, the fucking governor. Oh, there was, he, who ran for I'm president? To remember, <laughs> not Paul Ryan. Oh my god! Fucking guy. We blanked it, blank, blanked it yeah. out on purpose. So I'm not proud of that. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm. I mean, there's a lot of shockingness. Yeah, I'm Tammy not. Tammy Baldwin. Who? Tammy Baldwin. Oh yeah, Tammy Baldwin. That's she's, good. She's. But yeah. the thing is, yeah, I. Yeah, I mean, there's a. It's very fraught, you know. Be I'm not going back there. I have no desire to go back there, but like I'm proud to be from there. I I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm from there. I feel like it feels like a balance to this place. It's a very different way of living. Um. Do you? I mean, I I guess I guess I asked you a question like assuming that you were proud of anything. Is that <laughs> like you don't have to be. Yeah, I'm not ashamed. Like, I think in my mind, the opposite of proud is like ashamed. Right. And I'm not ashamed in any way to be from Wisconsin, but I don't feel a tie to it. You yeah. know, like, in fact, Katie and I have talked about the possibility of moving there. Um, not anytime soon, but like, if we were to try to get closer to our families, mm-hmm. where would we go? Like, Chicago's off the list. Yeah. And too windy yeah pizza too deep yeah oh my god can't handle that pizza i love that pizza i don't i I love me a slice fair enough i just don't want to leave new york (laughs) yeah yeah just we'll we'll stay here we can stay here it's nice here when when i think about going back there i think so katie went to school in madison right and has i think more of a connection in that way, mm-hmm. partially because like that's the beginning of adulthood. And oh yeah, and Madison's awesome. Madison has its strengths. Yeah, and um, <laughs> I, I didn't grow up in Milwaukee. You know, I grew up in Cedarburg, which is a town of ten thousand white oh, people. Yeah. Oh please, you know, I I would always so I would visit Cedarburg to because it, it's adorable. It's adorable, and I would it enjoy. It looks like Disney World. Yeah. I know. I didn't, yeah, the blacksmith shop and the yep. cotton candy shop and the ice cream shop and the little river. Yep. Um, that's the Boy Scout house right there on the little river. And okay. that's where people go ice skating. Yeah. And then that's real. That's like really what it's like. And there's like a mill there, right? Yep. yep. A woolen mill. Mm-hmm. Operational? No. Not, f- I mean, it, it spins, but they don't actually right. make wool anymore. Right, right, right. Yeah, what would you do in Cedarburg? Oh, we would. I nothing. 
What do you mean? In the future? Or do no, you mean no, in the no, past? no, no, in the past. Oh, well, so we didn't live in the city of Cedarburg. I grew up in the town of Cedarburg, okay. which means that I grew up seven tenths of a mile from Highway 60. Do you know where Highway 60 is? No. So I grew up, Highway 60 goes from, where does it start? It goes to Madison. Okay. Very slowly. Pretty slowly, yeah. yeah. Sometimes they drive houses. You know how they put the houses on the trucks sometimes? Mm-hmm. And Highway 60 is a two-lane road. And mm-hmm. it's definitely the faster way to go because when I was in Cedarburg, if you didn't gonna have m- an on-ramp right. to 94 so or 43. I mean, there so wasn't an on-ramp. Okay. So if you need to move a house, that's like the fast option. If you need to put a house on a car or a truck, <laughs> that's like your go-to, I Highway 60? I don't actually 60? know. I don't, I don't know the... Um, strategies for moving your house but like the silk road of houses on trucks to go maybe (laughs) it is maybe that's the problem but to go from where i grew up to madison the easiest way is to go on 60 the problem is that i would i would go ahead and say like nine times out of ten you're gonna be behind a truck with a house house on (laughs) honestly I'm thinking about it now, and you're right. That is so surreal. Like, that is not a common occurrence, but it was really common in my youth. <laughs> so that's what you would do? You would talk about, like, what would you, like, what would Sit you do? Sit behind it. What would you do for fun? Oh, sorry. So, not a lot. I read, I read a lot. Okay. I sat in my room. I avoided yard work. I got in trouble. <laughs> I, I wrote letters. Oh. I loved to write letters. So you were like, uh, you were like in a, a recluse, a Jane Austen novel. <laughs> um, very far from it. Uh, I was like a Judy Bloom novel. <laughs> okay. Right. Who would you write letters to? Um, so we lived in uh, Pennsylvania before we lived in Wisconsin. Mm. And my first friend was Marina Samuel and Marina and I wrote letters through high school. Yeah. And I would write letters to my grandparents and my aunt. That's really nice. And then I also would write letters to my friend who lived, <laughs> my friend Brooke, who lived in town in the city of Cedarburg, and we would send letters to each other. That's nice. <laughs> Even though we saw each other at school. That's okay, that's nice. Yeah. It's nice writing letters. It is. I love writing letters. Yeah. And I love reading them. Yeah, I got to do it more. I want to yeah. do it more. It's really good. Yeah. It feels great. Yeah. Yeah. But those those were the things I did, and my siblings my brothers were really um into sports of all kinds and so i'm the oldest and i did a lot of babysitting with my little sister when my mom was like carpooling and whatever was Mm -hmm. going on i don't know so when when did you get into like big kid trouble like when didn't never like naughty things none not in never in wisconsin never well in wisconsin but not until i graduated from high school okay so you would come back i would go to madison where my friends were in school okay and do some things yeah um where did you go to school in saint paul oh yeah yeah at the college of saint catherine nice yeah it was awesome yeah when i win the lottery they're gonna get a lot of money from me that's great yeah oh yeah you were telling me with the the gay nuns yeah yeah yep that's lesbian nice. Nuns lesbian nuns who went to jail for protesting the yeah. School of the Americas. That's nice. Yeah, it yeah. was it was a great place to be. It's probably still a great place to be. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so then there's Japan. Yeah. Which is, it feels like a very important. Yeah. Uh, 
place in your life. It is a very important place in my life. Similar to how people here who find out you're from Wisconsin um, think that you grew up on a farm. Yeah. When I first went to Japan, I, uh, I, I went as an exchange student in high school and I had no say, speaking of not controlling your life, I had no say in where I would go at all. And I knew nothing. Like I had read some stuff and I had no idea what I was walking into. So I said I wanted to be in a big city because I grew up in Cedarburg and I thought I want a different kind of environment. And I just, I mean, I did not know what a big city was like at all. And we got to Tokyo and I was like, oh my God. God, and I had an orientation there. <laughs> oh God, I mean, it's big. <laughs> it is big. I mean, like, I just to interject, like, you know, I, the, the shock that I felt coming from Milwaukee to New York City was profound. I'd never really spent much time in New York City before going to college there, and that was so profound. And I'd spent two years there before I went to Tokyo for the first time, and I was like, I live in New York City. <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah, yeah. There are parts of Tokyo that are not crazy that are way more like our neighborhood sure but like you don't they don't take you there (laughs) first you you gotta find those you gotta claw your way there totally and it's just like shibuya and you're just like oh god yeah Uh, what's the main uh what's the shinjuku shinjuku jesus okay so you well i was in yoyogi which is at the former olympic center okay and there are some neighborhood elements there anyway i wasn't i didn't live in tokyo but I was in Tokyo for three days for an orientation and all of the college student volunteers who were there to like help orient the exchange students um, were like, where is your host family? Where will you spend your year? And every single one of them who asked me, I said, Hokkaido. And they said, be careful. There are bears there. (gasps) It's going to be really cold. You might want to buy a coat before you go there. I was like, dude, I'm from Wisconsin. Like, I think it's going to be okay. Yeah. Plus, they probably sell coats there. <laughs> they definitely do. And they're probably yeah. real nice. nice made out coats. of dead bears. Totally. Bear bears skin are like, coats. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know. We defer they're... to you, Hokkaidoans. Yeah, exactly. Dosanko. Dosanko. Yeah. Is that how you say someone from Hokkaido? Yep. That's how you say a Hokkaido person. person. Dosanko? Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. That's... That's the beginning of my story of Japan is being like, who are these random big city people telling me I'm going to get eaten by a bear and freeze to death? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't get eaten. I never have seen a bear still in my life. Knock on some wood. Ever? Never. I'm not. Well, in a zoo, you know, but not in the wild. In the wild. I've had plenty of opportunities to. I'm not. You just wouldn't look? (laughs) No. At least, no, there's a bear. No. (laughs) No. My eyes closed. No, no, open them up. Come on, come on. <laughs> no, I, I've never actually been in close proximity to one, as far as I know. I think, I think I have. It's terrifying. Yeah, totally. What a crazy! They're terrifying. They're massive, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Like just yeah. I know. I know. So Katie and I are going in a couple of weeks to Japan. Oh, yeah. And we're hoping to find time. I mean, there's a lot on the wish list. And I, one of the biggest things on the wish list is to not get exhausted and to really be able to enjoy it, mm-hmm. which means that not every task on the wish list is going to get fulfilled. Sure. 
But one of the items on the list is to go to Shiretoko, which is on like the, it's up. So this is Hokkaido and it's like up here and it's a, a peninsula mm -hmm. that is so beautiful. It's so astonishingly beautiful. And it's like on the World Heritage Site of beautiful places or something. <laughs> and there are tons of bears. And Katie's like, you know, a forester and like super practiced and protecting me and whatever and is very determined that we're going to see bears. I'm just like, I really am not interested in that, though. I really have seen lots of pictures of bears and I feel very satisfied. I would be way happier to see some cool birds. <laughs> well, I I hope you I hope you see a bear. It sounds like oh, I really I'm not. It'll be all right. No, I know it'll be all right, but I just... There are lots of feelings. One is fear. Yeah. One is absolute trepidation. Yeah. And the other is just... I feel guilty about the idea of seeing a bear at Shiretoko. Like, why am I there? Like, why am I... I, I guess the other thing is that Shiretoko is like this beautiful, beautiful natural area that is very um well traveled like everybody loves it it's gorgeous it's probably kind of like the grand canyon or something mm -hmm. you know wherein all the wildlife who want to live happily in the grand canyon are probably really aggravated all the time so the idea to me of being in shiretoko and seeing a bear makes me just feel bad like the bear's like dude come on we're just trying to like get our berries and shit and like yeah but you're, I mean, you're there anyway. You know what I mean? Then we're, we're everywhere. That's true. I don't know. We've been dealing with bears. Bears have been, we've been dealing with each other for centuries. The Grand Canyon has been like a no. tourist attraction for centuries or maybe not, but like many, many decades. Yeah. Dozens of decades. A century. A century. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, I'm, I have a feeling the wildlife is probably like, eh, they know what to do. No, I know they do. I mean, it's not like, I, it's not uh, what I would want for them. But I, I hear you. The guilt is really interesting. Intruding on the bears. But they're they're fine. I know they are. We're it's not, kind of like... You're not shooting the bears. I'm certainly not shooting the bears. <laughs> yeah. No. I was just thinking while you were talking that it's kind of like, do I really want the tourists in New York City to feel bad? Do I want them to feel guilty for being here? No, I don't. I want them to get the fuck out of the way, but I don't. Yeah, they should just pay attention. They and should like act like they're on a street rather than like they're in Cedarburg at the amusement park, <laughs> the Disneyland. <laughs> That's a very generous. <laughs> Disneyland is a very generous uh, comparison for Cedarburg. <laughs> well, no, what I mean is like Epcot. You know, I haven't been to any it's like, Disney thing. It's in like, like the small, many, many it's like a small, like auxiliary gift shop at Epcot. But at Epcot, there's like all the little squares where it's like, here's your cute. Okay. So Epcot. it's, it's like, it's like a, it's a theme park with little squares of like, now you're in Mexico. Psych. Now you're in right. Lithuania. Sure. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, and Cedarburg is kind of like the... It's a small like, auxiliary... Pioneer days... Yeah. ...quarter of Epcot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, when did you fall in love with Japan? 
when or how? When is when I was either 17 or 18. Okay. How is a longer story, right? Yeah, let's maybe, we'll go, we'll go to how. And if you could tell me the addresses uh, of the various places that, we'll, that we're going to need to make notes of that. To help you yeah, to help find me. your way out. Yeah. <laughs> um, so a really important part of my uh, love for Japan is the host family that um, hosted me when I was in high school. Um, and when I arrived, I spoke no Japanese. And uh, they, so they have um, the family, the immediate family has four members, two parents and two children. And one of the children is my, uh, he's like He's not 21. <laughs> he was like four years older than me. And uh, Yuka is 10 months younger than I am. And so we, those were my siblings, but Nichan doesn't, didn't live with them. So Yuka and I were like fast and close. And um, my, gosh, I don't even think I'd been there for a week. And we had this little routine down where after a meal, I would go help wash dishes and Yuka and Okasan and I, Okasan is my mom, and the three of us would wash dishes and they would like grab a dirty dish, say it in Japanese, wash it, hand it to me, I would rinse it, say it, and then I would hand it to Yuka, she would dry it and say it and we would like just like, that's how I learned all my tableware. That's so sweet. So sweet, right? So we were doing that. Um, and I think it, I really don't think it had been a whole week that I'd been there and I really couldn't understand anything that was going on ever. And after we did that, um, Yuka went and got her coat and brought my coat and Okasan was putting on her coat and they were like, you know, it was clear that we were trying to go somewhere and I had no way of knowing where or knowing how long we'd be gone or anything. And I got very used to that. I wasn't really able to converse at all for about two months. And um, and so I just, I got very good at just being like, oh, we're leaving now. I should take gloves. It's cold out, you know, like. Just like they told you in Tokyo. <laughs> my bear skin gloves. <laughs> <laughs> so I can fight off the bears at the front door. <laughs> Or <laughs> what do bears say in Japan? Oh, just regular. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they, we walked uh, through the town center, up a hill, down this other street, and then turned onto this other street that had no lights. And I don't actually remember the walk at all. It's just I then later learned the route very, very well. Um, so I know where we went. I just remember walking and thinking, God, it's cold and what's going on. And when we turned onto this last street with no lights on it that I didn't know was going to be the last street, it started to snow. And it was so beautiful because there were very few lights. But then the lights that there were was like making the snow look like crystals. You know, it was just gorgeous. And all three of us stopped and like looked and I felt 
happy. I remember that. It's interesting because it's kind of like a silent movie in my head, you know, because I really do not know what was said at all. And when we started walking again, I was in the middle and each of them took my hand. And I hadn't like held hands with someone who wasn't like a romantic interest in like, you know, 15 years probably. And I found that so sweet. How old are you? 18, 17. Oh. You hadn't held hands? Not with somebody who wasn't like a romantic possibility. Hmm. Interesting. Well, no. I I had held hands with very young people. Okay. But not you hadn't held hands with peers. Like it was right. it was a novel Yeah. A novel moment. Yeah. And they were guiding you. Yeah. And, and they weren't holding my you. hands to guide me. They were holding my hands to be affectionate, mm. which I found really novel mm. and really sweet because mm -hmm. I couldn't say anything to them. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't feeling particularly thankful because I was like, where the hell are we going? Mm -hmm. you know? But I was feeling like I was part of the group, you mm -hmm. know, and mm -hmm. then when they held my hands, I felt like more connected. And so mm. that was sweet. And then we walked just about another half block and turned down this driveway. And I realized when we arrived that we were at Yuka's school, which was going to become my school. Like it was my, the school where I was going to spend the year. And it was so pretty. It was beautiful. It had tons of trees all covered in snow, of course, because it was late March. Um, and it was night and there were lights and there's a statue and it was just so beautiful. And I totally teared up, which was not a familiar sensation for me at that time in my life. And then Okasan, I remember, was like jabbering, jabbering, jabbering. And Yuka like kept trying to say what she was saying. And I, but all, I, I don't know what she was saying, but I know that the gist of it was like, this is your school. And it was so magnificent. And that, I think, is the night that I fell in love with that family. Mm. And, and that, I think, ushered in the love of Japan, mm. which was not fast and easy. Yeah. You know, it's a beautiful and amazing place that is not always comfortable totally so but knowing like i knew that you were a teacher and i knew that you loved japan like knowing you knowing you for the time i have i yeah. mean you go you go to new jersey yeah <laughs> to the japanese store i do you have i mean you you got us some food here which is sushi yeah i don't typically buy sushi you know I, I, I buy avocado rolls. Yeah. Oh, is that that would right? Not sushi, but uh, yeah. What would we would call this? Uh, this is sushi. Oh, but avocado maki. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I love I love that beautiful story. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. I think of it often, actually. Still. Yeah. You met Yuka. I did. Yeah. And her husband. Yeah. Uh, Toru. Toru. Yeah, they were very lovely. They're amazing human beings. I really like them. I really like them I too. still have uh, that piece of paper. I just like looked at it today at oh. work. Because my name, I guess, in Japanese means poop. <laughs> also toilet, yep. Also toilet, toilet, right. But also study. Study. And um, what else do we come up with? There are lots of things that Ben can mean. Yeah. Wow, I, I can't remember. I don't know. I have it on this receipt. But it is hilarious that... The first one was poop. Yeah. I like that.
Thank you for listening to Cozy Zone with me, Ben Weber, episode 52, Elise Plant in the Brooklyn Whole Health Office, side D. Be sure to nuzzle sweetly into our internet presence. Follow me on Instagram, at Ben Weber Projects. Follow me on Twitter, at Cozy Zones. Find our page on Facebook, the Cozy Zone Foundation. I like it. I really like that. And find a true abundance of coziness at www.benweberprojects.com. All the episodes are there. Cozy Zone with Ben Weber is on iTunes, Stitcher, and all of your very favorite podcatchers. And please join us next time for the thrilling conclusion of Elise's Cozy Zone, Side E.